Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show at 11.50 a.m. KKNW. I'm, I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. Happy Black, happy Black History Month. Uh, every day is Black History Month. I mean, every day is Black History because we make history every day. Uh, we can remember the people who came before us, uh, who uh, helped us uh, along the way. Uh, and uh, so and I just wanted to say thank you to all all our supporters out there, uh, we've been on the air now 10 years, and uh, we're so grateful. We're so grateful for that. So uh, anyway, I want to bring my guest on. Actually, he was here last week because he has something else to say today, and that's important. going to bring on Gabriel uh, uh, Prawl. He's uh, president of the A. Philip Randolph Institute here in Seattle and a uh, longshore worker and uh, been a longtime union uh, 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 worker and, and all of that. And he's going to talk about what's happening next Monday. Uh, welcome, Gabriel. Uh, thank you, uh, Mother Harriet, um, and um, good afternoon to everyone, and thank you for having me here. Sure. Um, one more time to, yes. to, um, mm-hmm. to make sure I share the message, because the message is that on the ninth, next Monday, on the 19th of February, President Day, we are heading to Olympia to go to do what we've been doing for over 19 years now. Uh, the A. Philip Randall Institute has organized this. African American Lobby Day um, every year, and um, the purpose is to bring the African American community to the capital, so we can lobby under the common issue within our community, and uh, and also take the opportunity to educate our participating young people and other community members and leaders that are part of trying to uh, make a difference in our community. You know, uh, um, so I'm just so happy that we're getting so close to it, and. We have a bus leaving from 24th and Jackson. Um, and you got to get up, get there, and get on that bus to get there. Um, you got to be there no later than 7.30 to be able to get on the bus. And we also have a sign-up. Um, you can contact APRI Seattle so you can sign up to get a spot on the bus because space are moving fast. But we have a big, uh, an agenda, an agenda to um, bring our elected official, to bring our... Uh, department heads and um, our legislator to come and um, give our community uh update on the work that they're doing and also to give our community uh, understanding and an opportunity to know what's going on in the capital, what's going on in the government, and also to ask questions on what's best um be for the community or for the livelihood of the Self and their children, right? Well, that's that's a good thing. And uh, nineteen years is a long time for, and uh, it was going on a little bit. Uh, it's been going on now, maybe about twenty five years or more. Uh, and, uh, and and surely, A. Phil Randolph Institute has been bringing it on, been bringing this uh, to the community, and and uh, we've had lots of people who've been on those buses. Uh, some of those pe- people have passed on now, uh, uh, you know, but we've had lots of people that have been on the bus. I've taken some of my grandkids up there. Of course, they're grown now. <laughs> some of them are. I got one in high school and one in middle school, I believe. But uh, So one thing about it is that our presence is always necessary because as the uh, founder of A. Philip Randolph, A. Philip Randolph has said that uh, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu, and uh, uh, you're just getting the crumbs off the floor. So... Uh, and we've been we've been both of that. We've been on the menu, still on the menu for some people. 
and we've been eating the crumbs off the floor, off the master's floor for a long time, you know. <laughs> yeah, you, are seen... you right? You right? Go ahead. Harry, as you know, as you said, we've been going on there for all 20 something years and we saw what was going on. That's why we had to organize and create something that can make us have a voice and also um, able to understand what's going on. Because before we was going up there and coming back with nothing, you know, now we 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 are talking to elected officials and leaders and we finding out um, where is the um, investment for the communities coming from so we can get access to it. And these are the type of things that we um, try to educate our community also to make sure we understand our people that we elect, that they are doing their work. So next time, you know, when they come for your vote, you know, who, who is doing the work for you and you may get to make your choice. So that's, that makes a lot. Well, and, and that's why it's so necessary. I mean, for get our young people involved and I know young people always come. I mean, you can, uh, you can count on, uh, uh, I think Kent going to bring some and going to be probably something from, from over at, uh, you know, Dr. Johnson, Reverend Johnson over in, over in uh, Bermonton always does a fine job with his youth over there. And, uh, and it is getting the youth involved because our kids have been socially engineered to believe something that's not true about themselves. Uh, they're upstanding, uh, uh, smart, bright, brilliant young people uh, who come from a long line of people who've stood up. Uh, and uh, and just to be able to see, for them to see government and to see how it, how, how it works. On, uh, it's a participatory system in America. You have to participate. If you're not participating, then you're not you're not going to be counted. I mean, they might talk to you. I mean, and want your vote, but if you're not there holding people's feet to the fire, and that's what that's what what that's what you're talking about. We're going to do. We want them to come and talk to us, present to us what they got. You know, present to us uh, what's going on. I mean, you know, the money. I mean, like a, like a, you know. Uh, there's a lawsuit that's not involved with us, but uh, I'm on that lawsuit suing the state of Washington uh, for not giving us our fair share. I think we got less than a point percent of uh, of the resources uh, a, a few years ago. And uh, Eric Gardner, I mean, uh, we've been, we haven't got all the movement that we need to have uh, uh, in, uh, under this administration. And myself and a few other people was run out of business in the state of Washington. So I call it the Mississippi of the West for doing business. And so we have to continue uh, depressed because we do pay taxes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Um, I'm out of, and, um, and, and you are due process and there should be some kind of um, reinvestment into the community um, for those that are being defense, the same franchise should have the opportunity to get those um, to be able to come back in business and get back to where they were, uh, what they lost because of um, the the whole idea of um, not um, providing the resources and the benefit that everyone should enjoy as a American citizen. Well, and that's just it. I mean, we are American citizens. We're some of the old American citizens. Because uh, we've had citizenship in America ever since the Fourteenth Amendment, <laughs> you know, the the freed, the freed, uh, uh, in bondage people, and all the descendants going forward would be American. That's what it says in the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, uh, and uh, uh, and nothing has stopped that. I mean, because that amendment has not been overturned <laughs> to take our citizenship uh, uh, away from us. And so to be, able to, to be able to teach the young people what they really have. I mean, this is a system that you have to know how to maneuver in it, and you know that. It's a maze. I mean, uh, most, of the, most of the information is hidden 
somewhere. <laughs> but it's available. You have to put in the energy to find it, don't you? <laughs> and that's that's the key word right there, access to information. Right. And we have to make sure that, uh, you know, um, I just um, remind me of a past, uh, a past um, fighter that we just lost, um, brother um, Joe Madison. He used to oh, always yes. say, put it where the goat can get it. You put, you make people understand what it is exactly, and tell them, give them the information, make sure they can get what they need to get, and not just um, make them have to search for it. Well, one of the things I've learned in throughout life, I've been here a few decades uh, on the planet, uh, is that he who owns the information owns the power, and I, without own, without information, you have no power or no way to, to maneuver yourself to actually get the basics you need. I mean, it's a lot of things that's available to people in this system that sometimes we're locked out of. And so information is powerful. And I know that we're going to have a great day down there. Uh, we'll have food. We'll have, there's always food uh, in the morning. Uh, there's snacks. It's going to be lunch. And uh, uh, and uh, people, we're, on, we're in person this year. That's what's so important. We're on campus again. It's a lovely yes, place, yes. and we own that. It's ours, too. I mean, yes, it belongs yes. to us, too. We can walk those halls of government, uh, uh, and we should be able to be there and uh, and listen to people and ask questions. And And we want people to come and bring your family and make sure you tell us again where, the, where that bus is because I'm going to make sure that, hey, I'm going to get up early. Hey, I'm going to get up early. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to miss the bus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, your seat is reserved already, mother. Oh, so. yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, the 24th, we're picking up uh, the bus and leaving on 24th on Jackson. Uh, and um, it'll be heading to um, Federal Way and probably picking up some more people and then heading to Olympia. Um, one of the things that we want people to do is, is to also donate to the cars. Donate so we can um, help and the cars of the buses, cars are feeding people. And um, you can send donation to APRI Seattle at 5030 First Avenue South, Suite 208, Seattle, Washington, 98134. You want to give that address again, please? That's 5030 First Avenue South, Suite 208, Seattle, Washington, 98134. All right. Well, that that's really that's really good, and uh, you know, I, I'm just excited. I'm always jazzed about going down to campus. I mean, before I, the last few years, of course, nobody could go down because it was locked down. But I'd always be signing up, and I, one of my my youngest son, I'd always go up to uh, go up to school and pick him up and uh, make sure he wound up being a page down there. My youngest son did. I mean, black people. I mean, our kids can be paid too because we have representatives down there. You got a representative from Federal Way. We got a representative from Seattle, from uh, from uh, Mill Creek. I mean, so uh, black kids can be a page down there. You get to stay a whole week if you're chosen. Uh, you get to be on the floor. I mean, you get to do a lot of things and you get to learn how the system works. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have to keep that in mind. I don't know if Miss Taylor, Representative uh, Taylor, has uh, had any page from uh, federal way, but uh, there's a there's a way that they can get there. Although it's a short session right now, so uh, yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works in a short session compared to a longer session. But uh, it's available. I mean, because the more we can find out about it, we don't have to be outside the door. Our ancestors paid the price. <laughs> exactly. Wants <laughs> so, to be on um, the inside um, of the door. Our ancestors. 
paid the price. Yeah. And I, that's why I'm always jazzed about history uh, and about what you all are doing. I I just think that, uh, you know, A. Philip Randolph, I mean, I, you know, I've, 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 gone, I've grown to have a lot more, uh, you know, I, I know there was a lot of stuff going on in the 20s with him and Marcus Garvin and other people. But um, I tell you, these people did, they did do the best they could for us. You know, they did. They did. They took whatever they had and um, and they didn't take their marbles and go home. You know, they stayed in it. They stayed in it, didn't they? Yeah. They stayed in it. And uh, that's what you're doing. I mean, I'm really I'm really glad to be part of A. Philip Randolph Institute and you the president there. And I'm glad that Vanessa uh, uh, I, I, is really there and uh, involved with uh, all the programs and stuff like that. And uh, you want to just say a few words about our fine president, Miss Cleola Brown? Oh, man, um, Kayla Brown, she's a great leader. She's a mentor, and um, she's a strong Black woman who's been leading the A. Philip Randolph Institute over 100, 100 plus chapters nationwide. And um, she's also the um, women's and, and civil rights um, leader in, uh, from the AFL-CIO. And um, she has been very instrumental in a lot of things that... Um, we see happening today. You don't see on the uh, front line, but she's she's been really instrumental by um, having all these work um, workers and community leaders doing the work that A. Philip Randolph um, clearly started, and we are continuing the work. You know, we don't just do um, can, um, legislative day, but we are doing candidates forum. We are getting out to vote. Um, we are informing the, the community and, and the information on, on the voters, and um, so people can be very well informed on when who, the, who they decide to choose as their representative. We are giving out um, turkey doing turkey drive and, and, and the Thanksgiving. We are doing um, um, toys and stuff during Christmas. You do a Christmas, toys during Christmas, yes, and um, we right. are reaching out. We are working with workers internationally and nationally. Um, in the Labor Council and even outside of the Labor Council, we've been just nonstop all year long doing the work. And that's what um, Randolph was all about, you know. Well, that that really is. And and then, you know, I mean, they came from, from such a stock of people who absolutely believed in lifting as they climb, you know, bringing people behind, bringing people with you. You know, I mean, and that's what you all have been doing. Uh, um, and there's four many more workers that probably need to come and be involved with A. Philip Randolph Institute uh, because it is a great, it's a great organization for workers. I've been involved, although I've always been a business owner. I came in as a minister I, I, because I see, I, and, and at the national conference, I, I, Seattle, a small chapter, always wins something because I tell you, they're doing the work, man. <laughs> always thank doing you, the work. And thank, thank you for, for being part of, of APRI and thank you for the work that you do because you are also are doing the work. <laughs> and that's why we connect. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. One now before we before I let you go, just talk a little bit about the conference that's coming up. I think it's going to be on the West Coast this time. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. It's going to be in um, Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida. Oh, oh, it's in Florida. This, uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. it's Florida. Florida. This, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be Florida this year, and um, I can't wait to get there because. It's gonna be right around the time when the heat is on in Florida. You talking about <laughs> yeah, and, and all the 
Oh, yeah, the heat and the mosquitoes now, because I'm from down in Florida, too. The heat comes with the mosquitoes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I I tell you. Last time we had it there, the mosquito got a good hit on me. (laughs) Yeah, I was there in 2008. I haven't been since then, but I'm looking forward to it, going to Florida. But I I tell you uh, one thing I I, I know for sure is that that this is good work, uh, and I... I'm going to make sure that I'm on that bus, and I, if I can bring somebody else, I'll, I'll sign them up. But uh, more importantly, Wonderful. I just want to get the word out for people to know that uh, this is a worthy organization. If you're a union member, or you know, or you was a union member and you retired, it accepts it retired it accepts retired people too. So come on out of retirement <laughs> and give us some help at April Brand Up Institutes. All right, yeah. Yeah, this is about education. This is about educating education. the community, educating our black people, and uh, and, and strengthening us by building something together. Right, together, and that's just it. We're better together. You know, that's we right. are better together. Well, I want to thank you for coming on, and I look forward. To, I'll be talking to you before Monday. I mean, uh, you know, be talking to you before then, and. Thank you so much uh, uh, for the work you do. Uh, uh, Gabriel, really pre- uh, pre- appreciate you, all right? Thank you very you much. the work you're doing. All right, all right thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be right back. Thank you. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Hey, you listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. You know, I love that song. You know, it just goes along with the movement, and the movement has never stopped. I think I think we kind of like thought we had, we were someplace that maybe we weren't, but uh, the movement hasn't stopped. I mean, you know, life always goes forward, never goes backwards. I was talking to my grandson. I do a check-in every weekend with my grandkids now because it's a lot of despair with, with young people. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Because they've been bombarded with a lot of stuff too, a lot of information. I just grew up with, I grew up with, a, I, I didn't have a television, so I just didn't have a phone either. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot of distractions because I didn't have a phone. I had to go across the street. My neighbors weren't having me getting a lot of phone calls, so that wasn't happening. But I, but just checking in, and I, so no, we shall not be moved. We've been here before the Civil War, so we should not be moved. Just going to talk a little bit about history today uh, before I bring my next guest on. Uh, and I, I love history. I do. I love it. I think he who knows history is free because history frees you up. And, you know, you don't have to get up, upset about all these lies people are telling you. It's like Washington State. Would not be a state today. Canada would have gotten it or either been a territory of Oregon had not been for George Washington Bush. Uh, he was a, a, a settler. He came from the East Coast uh, uh, in the late 1800s. Uh, and uh, Oregon had a thing. Black people couldn't buy property. So he uh, came to, he came to Washington State uh, and bought some uh, property near Chehalis, uh, uh, south of Seattle. Going to, uh, uh, and before you get to Vancouver, Washington. Uh, and uh, and uh, he filed papers in this in the in, in the court, and was able to get his property uh, uh, 
from untangled uh, of being part of the uh, organized uh, territory because he couldn't buy property. He couldn't own the property there anyway. And so that's how Washington ter- State began again uh, with uh, George Washington Bush, a black man, uh, uh, and uh, had been born in bondage. Uh, and uh, his his mother, his father died, and I think they went to uh, Ohio or someplace, and then he made his way here to Washington State. So, uh, so that's a that's a big piece of history that most people don't know in Washington State. Had not been for George Washington Bush. I, I, Oregon would have probably got Washington State or either Canada wanted it as a territory. I, it became a state in 1889. And know why I know that? Because my grandmother was born in 1889. So I know anything that started in the late 1800s just because that's when I talk about my people. So anyway, uh, that's Washington. That, that's how we got to have Washington, uh, Washington State, George Washington, uh, uh, George Washington Bush. And, you know, he's probably being named after George Washington president, right? I don't know why. But, you know, I mean, that's a little be a part of being patriotic, maybe also way back then. Man, now, well, another uh, pioneer I want to talk about uh, is uh, William Gross. He came all, he came from the East Coast, too. He was a pioneer, got to Seattle, and uh, actually was a little businessman. And uh, he would say, he didn't know old man Yesler, but he found old man Yesler's uh, watch. Uh, and he returned to watch, and so Mr. Gessler showed him 12 acres of land, and that 12 acres was the beginning of the Central District. Some people called it the CD, the Colored District, or the Central District. Now it's been gentrified because we didn't know history. You know, if you know your history, you know your greatness. You know that this land always was there, and it was always ours, and uh, we had a right to fight for it. And by the time people woke up to understand that uh, reality, then it was a little too late. Because one thing about one thing about uh, life, you have to be a you have to be a student of history in order to get to know where you come from, and to know where where you where you're going. Uh, in the Washington State uh, 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 Heritage Society, uh, has a lot. This is a, compos- a great compository of Black history. Uh, lots of Black history. My friend, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Esther Monfort, uh, was I uh, was. Um, was instrumental in helping start the African American Her- uh, Black Heritage Society, uh, and I'm I'm really proud of that because history is what um, history gives us our strength. Washington State has a lot of good Black history. I, I'll have some more for you on, you know, when we when I come on again. Now, now next Monday, I will be in Olympia for the uh, for the uh, for the legislative day, and uh, I'll see uh, if I have a guest here or not. But uh, anyway, because I think that's important. But Spokane got a rich rich history too. I mean, Spokane and then Yakima. Yakima had a black uh, had a black mayor over there, Mr. Bochamp, the late Mr. Bochamp. He was a mayor over there, and Spokane also had a black mayor uh, at one time. Of course, Seattle had a black mayor first. Uh, uh, was Norm Rice, uh, uh, and now uh, Bruce Harrell, uh, and uh, Sam Smith was the first black uh, city council person. And I think George Fleming, or if not, that might have been Sam Smith, was the first. African American that was uh, 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 that was uh, that was uh, that that was uh, elected down down in Olympia. So it was, Washington State has never had a lot of uh, 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 not had a large number of black people, but at one time we were twelve percent in 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 Western Washington, including King, uh, Pierce, and uh, and um, and the other uh, uh, Pierce uh, and maybe Snohomish County. But that population now. 
uh, has been probably uh, uh, dissipated. And now you have more uh, immigrants uh, uh, from uh, from the continent. Uh, and they, 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 they came for freedom uh, and, uh, uh, and safety, and we're still fighting for that. But they are here, and uh, they get to count it, but they usually count them as uh, African immigrants, and uh, uh, maybe not as American. I mean, not, sometimes they don't call themselves Americans. They still call themselves uh, 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 African immigrants, but they absolutely came from the continent like we did. And just because we've been here over 500 years don't mean that we're not still African because the root of our beginning and the basis of who we are is African. So, But I have, I'll have more history for you. I think my next guest is here, so we'll take a little break. Uh, again, you know, maybe we can hear some more songs that's going to uplift our spirits. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show at 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I'll be right back. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. And so I'm going to bring my next guest on. I mean, it's his, um, Aisha Covington. Uh, we share uh, lineage together. Uh, she's also working there in Jacksonville, uh, poli- uh, uh, civil rights, uh, politics, uh, uh, and to better the lives of people in Jacksonville. So how are you doing, Ms. Uh, Covington? How are you doing? I'm doing great, um, Cuz. Thank you mm-hmm. for inviting me on the show today, and thank you for that wonderful, kind introduction. Oh, hey, you're welcome. So, hey. So, you know, I mean, it's always fun having you on. I mean, I have a lot of Florida on because that's where my interest, but I do do other places in the world. I'll be, <laughs> oh, I do. But uh, last week, Francis, I, I learned last week that you, that your lustrous governor at Florida has turn limits. And so now I understand why the lustrous governor was trying so hard to be president so he could still have a job. <laughs> I get that now. I didn't know Florida had term limits, but uh, they do. So, hey. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me a little bit. Yes, you know. ma'am. And we're so, ex- we're so excited that our governor will not be president. <laughs> <laughs> well, so am, so am I. So am I. Because yeah. We, yeah, we were on the hit list. <laughs> oh, we the people yeah. who've been here yeah. since the Civil before the Civil War. We have to always say how long we've been here. We've been here before the Civil War. I mean, uh, we're not immigrants. We were stolen. <laughs> and we did not steal ourselves. Yes. So, uh, so we have illustrious history. Uh, and... Um, Let's start with our family history, because I, your grandfather, uh, your your grandfather uh, actually had something there that he was one of the first in Jacksonville to have. Uh, Deke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your great deal. My grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, granddaddy was an entrepreneur, and he was a deacon, mm-hmm. um, and owned several businesses. Mm-hmm. And so um, as I began to grow up and ask more questions about granddaddy, um, my auntie finally had to say they worked for their father, which was uh, unheard of in our time. You know, in the black community, he was an entrepreneur. 
And he was a man that could pray. Wow. So we could get a prayer too. So um a very, very interesting man and I think a lot of us have followed in his footsteps. Either I've... through the mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. Either through uh, being entrepreneurs, I know that spirit of entrepreneurship is alive in your your uh, sons as well, um, and also in my family and the prayer. I think that we definitely were gifted with those two from him. I agree. I agree. I agree. And um, and I, uh, Uncle Edward died. He used to talk about that he had the service station. He had one of the first. They call them service stations in those days there in, in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and uh, he 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 demanded respect. He wasn't taking nothing. He's one of those not taking anything <laughs> from other folks who <laughs> might want to give him business, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I, 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 and then I I know that you've done a lot of organizing. Uh, and then our late uh, Aunt Johnny Will. Uh, I think that there's a park named after her there now, a community center. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Um, Grand Park was renamed after Auntie Pass. The Johnny W. Walker Park It's called Johnny Walker Park now. And um, that was done by former council person uh, Reggie Fullwood uh, at, my, at Auntie Pass. And they renamed that park for her. And the most ironic part is Auntie loved that area. She loved her community. And she fought hard to make sure that the quality of life was better for people in that area. And a lot of them don't even recognize who she is anymore. Right. And yeah. uh, the center. Hmm? Oh, go ahead. They don't they don't they don't know the fight and the struggle that went on for that community. And so um, you know, due to regenification you had a lot of renters move into that area who had no buy-in or no um, tie, tie to the community. And so they just let it, like the most cities, urban cities, they let that area go on to decline. And um, the new president, she's fighting uh, to try to get some services back up and running for that area. Uh, so uh, we're very proud of her. And we're fighting to keep that center, the Johnny Walker Park. We're not going to let them change that name. Um, and, well, and when you go sit down and you think that the fight's over, it's a new fight. Well, then, then, so then that's, they, a, <laughs> go mm-hmm. ahead. that's where we get they in trouble outsource. at. That's right. Yes. We have been programmed to believe that, uh, that it's, it's done. I mean, America uh, is a participatory system. And... Uh, you have to have somebody always, somebody who dedicated always is at the city council meeting to uh, to absolutely all, all the time. And so if you, I hear somebody else's voice, so you might want to just kind of uh, some noise somewhere, but I don't know where that is. I, I, cause, uh, but uh, we have to always have somebody at the city council meeting all the time just to keep, you have to keep, it's amazing that we have to keep telling our story. Uh, 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 over and over again, uh, and I know that you all, well, you know, well, the whole family lived in Brooklyn, and I know that that's all no longer the way. It, you know, it's it's been gentrified too, uh, and it's amazing that when people decide that they want to come and take over stuff, I mean, we've been 
we've been burnt out, burnt out and run out off the land uh, uh, ever since after slavery. So this is this is a continual pattern of making sure that we don't have any place to stay out now. I think it's an unwritten rule somewhere. It might be in a vault somewhere. Make sure that the Negro never have housing. <laughs> because, because, I mean, if you go back to, what is it, uh, Rosewood got burned, and then there was another place in Orange <laughs> County, people got burned out. Uh, and, uh, and, and so gentrification is just a new way of moving Negroes off the land. Uh, uh, and I just think, I just think that that's just part of the American plan. And again, we wake up a little bit too late for the American plan because uh, we think that we get in the door and we think that we end the door, but there's, there's another door. Uh, I, I'm going to give you this analogy because I, I do a book club and it's called the Marcus Garvey Book Club. And ironically, uh, this book club has been going on for many years, but during COVID, it was on Zoom and it's still on Zoom. And a lot of people, a lot of African-Americans stopped coming. I mean, they didn't want to be on Zoom or whatever, but I had other people to come. And some of those people don't look like us, but they have continued to continue to come every month and they're willing to read the hard books. We read The Devil in the Grove by Thurgood Marshall down there in Florida uh, during the 50s, the rape case. Um, we read Henrietta Lacks, the cells uh, that they stole from her to be able to create everything we have in the world today around science and health. And now we're reading The, the Rise and Fall of Marcus Garvey, uh, 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 written by a Jamaican. But uh, one of the ladies in the, in the class, uh, a Caucasian lady, she said she got it. She had the clearest idea. She said, what happens to black people is they, they come in one room and they think they're going somewhere and they try to get out the other door and it's locked. And they stuck in that one room. And then she had the clearest idea of what happens. And we think that we're going somewhere. Oh, we got in the room, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, the laws are changing, whatever. And then you get to the next level, and there's a dead boat, dead boat uh, lock on both sides of the room so you can't get out. <laughs> and I think I think yes, that's what yes, people get. I... Yeah, go ahead. No, I agree. I think even working on the lawsuit, you know, where we sued um, city council um, for voters. You want to tell the you people know, about you want to you want to tell them what the suit was about. Well, we sued under the redistricting because they packed all the African American voters into four districts. They put all the black people in the same precinct precincts, and they had us all vote in the same area, and they put us all in the same um, districts. So we sued and we won. We won and um, our attorneys were able to draft another map. The map that he drafted, it wasn't perfect, but it was a new beginning. And what happened was um, the uh, city council, uh, they were so irate that they were determined they're going to maintain control. It's not a Democratic or Republican thing. It was about the black voters being disenfranchised. Right. So they put, um, it was 40, the number is 44% of African-Americans wow. that needs to be in a district for us to win. They put 62, an extraordinary um, high number of voters in those districts. So a friend of mine, she used to always say, you shouldn't vote because your vote don't count. And I said to her, you know, you were right in your own way, but you didn't describe it the right way because 20% of the vote didn't count. So African-Americans stay home. And so they end up, um, we had a victory in the courts, 
But out here, it doesn't feel like a victory because we have a mayor who's a Democrat, a white female, who um, decided to hold hands with the Republicans. And all the Republicans, we just got through whipping. <laughs> she put them <laughs> back in power. Well, see, that's that room. See, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, see that's the analogy of my, of my, uh, of the member of the book club. That That's the analogy. That door is open and you rush in there and you think you get to the next level and then the door is locked on the other side. Wow. Right. Wow. So, wow. So wow. we experienced that. We had a lot of frustration because, um, you know, we were Team Donna. Um, Donna Deegan is our new mayor, first female mayor for Jacksonville. And we spent a lot of time helping Donna get elected. And so we had two powerful positions, African-Americans who helped Donna get elected. Uh, one was Pat McCullough. They removed her. <laughs> she was making 380000 a year. And they gave her a lesser role as she was initially chief administrator. <laughs> and so now she makes about $180,000 and they created some name only position that has a real power. And I think your analogy of being in the room and it locked, I think that is so true. And it's so frustrating being African-American um, trying to, uh, one, uh, leave legacy wealth, um, right. trying to provide for a family and um, being a first generation female that graduates from college and not have any opportunities, you know, for our children. So um, I definitely um, agree with the locked door. We got to <laughs> kick the door down. Yeah. Kick it in. Just don't, don't ask them. Just kick it. Just keep well, knocking. Then, but, but then it's a steel door. <laughs> I didn't say that part. Because that's so, but, 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 well, but steel I, is a little hard to break through, but we're going to figure it out. We always do. Yeah. And it's our resilience that uh, I think that, that uh, makes people angry. You know, it's the resilience that we keep at it. Although that 20% is not voting would make a big difference if they did. I mean, because then you could, you absolutely, I, 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 and I understand why people, I mean, it's full of apathy because you see stuff time, uh, you know, I mean, and a lot of our young, a lot of people just don't have the fight that the people who came before us did, you know, like the Johnny Wills and, and the other people there in Jacksonville who has kept this going. Uh, because nothing in America has been given to us but, you know, I was thinking about, you know, with Black History Month, you know, and thinking about all the inventions, you know, you know, everything, everything that most people use every day is made is made by black people. I mean, really, I mean, really and truly, I mean, the GPS in your car, black lady, you know, windshield wipers, automatic windshield wipers just getting in your car. Uh, you know, it's part of the refrigerator. I mean, the light bulb. I mean, you know, I mean, go to the hospital and all the things that uh, that black people have done now. Space, uh, you couldn't go to space without Katherine Johnson. And I think that our biggest thing that we have not done is taught history. Because if we taught history on a daily basis, no matter what they're doing in these schools, our children would be uh, inspired. You know, they would inspire to know that nothing that they're telling them is true. Because, uh, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for the Kotan uh, uh, that's come from the Congo, you wouldn't have a cell phone, even a computer. The chip is over there. So if they're fighting in the Congo, they fight in to steal the resources so they don't have to pay for them. So so that the Africans, uh, our mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, won't get the wealth. But um, it's not too many things you can mention in America today that was not invented by a black person. Even the even the satellite, <laughs> the, 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 the camera, the lens on that camera that sends the pictures back, it was a black person.
I mean, uh, the new technology about your eye surgery. That was a black person. I mean, it's so, it's so, and, and so I, I think that's what keeps me going is the history. Uh, uh, and I know that's what keep you going too, because the family history is great. Uh, and even Uncle Edward was a mighty, had a mighty big one uh, uh, at one time, one of the best, uh, the largest uh, real estate companies there in Jacksonville at one time before mm-hmm. before things went south for a lot of folks at that time. But uh, and so the ingenuity uh, is there to keep, just to keep going. Uh, just to keep going because, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it's almost trying to like uh, do double dutch. Uh, I never could do double dutch. Could you ever do double dutch <laughs> jump rope, jumping rope? Could you do that? I never could. I you know, didn't. I didn't do double dutch. I couldn't do it either. Not I mean, in our area. You have to be really focused in order to do that. So, yeah, let's take a break and come back, and then we'll finish talking about but some things going on in Jacksonville and Florida. You'll listen to the Mother's Destiny Show at 1150 AM, KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. You know I love radio. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at virtueshealing.com. That's virtueshealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Oh, you're listening to the mother. You listen to the mother's just a show at 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. It's my joy to be on there. Thank you for that song, Eric, uh, Grandma's Hands, because both of us know about Grandma's Hands. You have you have Grandma's Hand uh, uh, from my mother's uh, mother, which was your mother's mother. <laughs> and I got Grandma's Hands from my father's mother and uh, Sanford. But we have we have a great relationship with grandmothers, don't we? Yes, loved my loved my grandmothers both. Um, they were my role models, and they spent a lot of time. I didn't know then developing me and teaching me how to shop properly. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, uh, my father's mother, she used to go um, garage selling, and she would get the newspaper, and she would make me outline. We would go through the ads, and she would pick the one she wanted to go to so we would circle them she drove and so she was just such a treasure now that i understand what she was doing she was preparing me for the real world yes for the real world yeah she was giving me skills that uh honestly uh females don't get anymore yes sewing cooking budgeting um all the things we need to run a household and be successful that's right that's right. But yeah. I wanted to share, uh, Donna Deegan has a read program here. Uh, she's been endorsing this program and the high school students tutor the middle school, the elementary students. Wonderful. So you, you pick up the high school students from school. It's all, they pay them $15 an hour, which is not uh-huh. bad. And they right. work um, from three to six, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then uh, we pick them up, we um, take them to the school, and we pick the students up and the tutors and take them home. Oh, wow. uh, so this project has been, they've been logging a lot of read hours, a lot okay. of hours um, where the students are teaching the um, elementary students how to read. And um, I'm, I'm kind of excited, mostly because our students don't know how to read by third right. grade. I don't know why. 
I don't yeah. know what the barriers are. Well, and um, so my students have been sharing feedback with um with me you know why can't they read well some of them do well but then they don't comprehend and right. so we've got a lot of work to do at home we can't all okay. run off that's right that's right we that's got right. to do this work we like got to stay home. around that's the right. table that's right and we got that's to right. do this work at right. home that's right. I can say grandma read books uh grandma read newspapers right. both of my grandmothers I talked yeah. about Right. And, and we've got we've got to stop promoting TVs and videos. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because it's stealing the children's mind. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Stimulate those children uh, with reading, um, right. reading out loud to loud. us, and we've loud. got to do work for us, right. and it will work for them. It will work for them you too. Just because that's right. And they get past the social engineering, believing that they're not smart, because somehow the uh, people have taking on this idea that we're not smart, we can't learn. And I mean, history tells us is that's a lie. That's why we t- have in history, you know, but now who pays for this program? Is this a city program or a privately funded program? This is a nonprofit. Oh, a nonprofit, um, okay. It's a 501c3. And it's called the and Reed Program? Reed, uh-huh, Reed. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. I, th- I like that idea, you know? I, I like right. that idea because you, right. got, you, got, you got the teenagers there. Um, and uh, you got oh I, I like that because I uh, if you don't if you if they don't go to first grade reading and they can't read by the third grade they're gonna be in special ed correct <laughs> right. and it's a game it's no mm-hmm. reason why and and I used when I had programs going into people's homes I would say hey you know what why not turn Wednesday night Bible study into Wednesday night reading study you know if you sometimes you're taking the kids with you. Why don't you just have them over there? Just somebody helping them learn to read since you're taking them to church all the time. Let them learn how to read. And if they read the Old Testament, they learn because they got some hard words in the Old Testament. <laughs> you know, so. I love that idea. Yes. Yeah, you know, and because I, I know if you're reading and learning to comprehend and then learning to write a paragraph what you read. Mm-hmm. See, you know, because writing a paragraph about what you read will absolutely have it to stay with you. But also, they need a paper in their hand because reading, trying to learn on the computer is not the same. Your fingers help light up little little uh, uh, places in your brain. I mean, and, you know, when you're touching stuff, you have all those synapses. Uh, uh, and now, you know, these the people who are making all this tough uh, technology saying children on the floor should not have tablets, but people give it to them to keep them quiet. <laughs> yes. and, and it's taking away their brain function see and, and it's amazing that the people who create this technology only let their kids be on there for 15 minutes a day but they tell they sell it to you i mean isn't that, isn't that amazing Wonder that's about- amazing that is and it's so sad because it shouldn't be a babysitter your child shouldn't be on there that long and that's right. they've taken that and made it a babysitter because the child is quiet. But what's going on in the brain is the most That's important right. part. That's right. That's so right. That's right. Um, we've got yeah. to take control of that and be more responsible. Um, Dad, even when my father would come to visit, he would go to the um, get newspapers. But he didn't just get a local one. He got Washington. He got New York. I mean, and he made us read them to him. So he didn't just take the teacher's word, you know, we got to stop putting everything on some other people. Oh, no, that's true, because we are the they that has to teach our children, because people tell me they didn't teach us. No, we, we're the they. 
I mean, how can we expect people who are, who are kept us in bondage to be willing to teach us everything? I mean, of course, my generation, right. didn't, we didn't come out of that. We came out of learning and and was taught and, you know, how to read and how to, how, how to do this stuff. So, uh, uh, and, and all of that. So, uh, anyway, it's, uh, I, I'm hopeful because I know that we are people who sometimes go to school, <laughs> but we go to school the first day to get the syllabus, come back the last day of the semester, pass the tests and make an A. I mean, we're the last, you know, yeah. uh, we're, the, we're the people who show up one minute for, for before midnight and get an A because we're just that brilliant. We absolutely, that's what I mean, because I have a son that, that I have a son that, yeah. that uh, went to, uh, uh, he only went twice. He went there and uh, they changed the rules at the, at the community college because of he, he was so brilliant. I mean, but he would show up and then he'd, he'd, he'd make an A. He passed everything. I mean, and that's the kind of brilliance that we have and we know how to bring it. We sometimes we have to be, sometimes we have to have a little pressure on us to bring it. Now, but once the pressure comes, that's right. See, this is the longest we've been in America that we haven't had that other kind of pressure. And these other folks want to bring it back. They want to, they know, you know, they want to bring back that other kind of pressure. But uh, we are absolutely brilliant people. We will write that turn paper one minute before, and we'll pass it in one minute before midnight, and we will make an A. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's, just, so that's, true. Just, that's just the truth of who we are. Uh, uh, and so our goal, our goal is to evolve before the, we, we, we want to have that term paper already done, you know, at least by uh, 1145. So we can just coast on in there yeah. and gave it in there and not have no stress on us, you know. So we just ace that A, you know, because that's the brilliance of who we are. Look at Simone Bones, the, the, the uh, young gymnast, you know, how she can, you know, that's just an example. Of the brilliance, uh, yes. I, 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 and I, and it's coming to bear here. I mean, it really is. And I like you, brilliant. All the work you're doing, and all all the people that you're touching there in Jacksonville with uh, with Lorraine and everything. And I, I, I and uh, we'll be talking here about the, a chapter down there of mothers. And I, I'm just so proud of you standing up because that's what it takes. I mean, we're not cowardice people. We're not going to go hide in the corner. Uh, uh, and we're not going back anywhere because we've been here longer than the people who tell us to go back somewhere. You know, and we we yes. have, we have you. been we have had, we've been here, and that's the yeah. beauty of this history. That's the beauty of Black history. It's like I mean, so every day is Black history. I'm just jazzed, you know. I'm jazzed about the music that we gave the world, the recipes that we gave the world. <laughs> uh, and I didn't watch the Super Bowl last night, but I I hear that that was good. I, uh, you know, I mean, I know you had a party down there, so party, party down. Uh, uh, and I, you know, I moved on from. I call it foosball now. I don't care who wins, but uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So this has been wonderful. <laughs> this has been wonderful having you on there and uh, talking about Jacksonville and and what's a, what's ahead of you uh, and what's behind you. And uh, we keep talking about that park because we want to keep that park going, uh, 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 and uh, bring the resources there uh, back to to that area because well, we thank deserve. You. And so we'll be talking about that offline on, on some organizing oh. strategies, okay? Okay, well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Have a great you, day. You too. Thank you for being on, being my guest. You've been listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 mm -hmm. AM, KKNW. I'm your host, from Walden. Have a great week. Holiday Monday is next Monday. Thank you so much. 